Network Interference is produced and distributed by Lunavox. Lunavox. That's the name we came up with. Please stand by. Welcome to Network Interference. My name is Shane, and I'm joined, as usual, by my daughter, Marlo. Marlo. <laughs> Marlo, what are we talking about today? Well, today we're going to be talking about video cassettes and video stores. Video cassettes and video stores. Yeah. I used to love going to the video stores when I was a youngster. You can't do that anymore. No, you can't. There's only maybe one left in the world. Well, there's one video store oh, left. Oh, actually. In the whole world, <laughs> right? Yeah, maybe not video stores, but the big one, Blockbuster. Oh, one. oh blockbuster there's only one left that's right marlo do you remember going to the video stores and blockbuster when you were a kid i do remember i remember just adopting a cat and bringing it into the video store with me and carrying it like a little baby <laughs> right and right. um and picking out a movie while i carried a little kitten in my arms uh, emotional support yeah very uh, sweet uh, animal. That's right. very <laughs> and they good. didn't care at all they loved it they just thought i was some girl with the cat so blockbuster was okay with it well you've always been more than <laughs> just a girl with a cat to me I promise <laughs> you you don't remember this because this was before you were born mm -hmm. but your nanny had a video store in the Smoky Mountains for wow. a little while that's so cool she sure did she sure did and I really spent a lot of time at the video stores when I was a teenager don't we have a friend who used to work in a video store we sure do it's Ben get Ben on the phone right okay, now okay let's call him Hello, Ben. Hi. Hey, Shane, what's going on? Man, it's Shane and Marlo. We're both here. Oh, hi, Marlo. <laughs> hi. Hey. How's it going with you? I can't complain at all, buddy. Well, good, because no one would give a flip if you did. Is that how it goes? I think so. Something <laughs> like that. Don't, I they do not care, sir. They, they really don't. Marlo, you, you, should, you should always remember that. They do not care. Hey, Ben, we're recording a podcast today on network interference. We are talking about video cassettes and video stores, and ah. we remember that you used to work at a video store back in the olden days. <laughs> yes, Back in the 1800s, when we brought our wagons across the West. That's right. Yeah, man, I, did, I actually did, brother. I, for uh, some time, managed a uh, video store uh, for about three or four years. Was That's it one so of cool. those uh, big fancy video stores, big franchise, or was it uh, a local <laughs> store? Uh, we, we really couldn't have been any more mom and pop. <laughs> it was, uh, uh, my buddy opened up a uh, store. He came, he came to me and he said, Ben, I've got this idea for a store. He said he was going to get people to give him two or three games for a new game and I thought well that's not never going to work and then he made a living doing just that uh, but uh, yeah it, was, it couldn't have been any more mom and pop little hole in the wall we rented a uh, little business in a strip mall and uh, yeah it was fantastic that's was so great. fun your store and thousands of stores like it became part of the community sure and people would have date nights and they would come into the video store
store and picking out a movie was part of the date, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what kind of characters did you have coming into your video store, Ben? Well, just like any other public place, you've got everything from quiet, reserved people to, uh, you know, absolute lunatics. But, uh, <laughs> but it was it was a lot of fun, and we rarely had any problems unless we didn't have a movie someone was looking for. You know, they That's when the lunatics happy. came out? The, the, That's yeah, when the, the lunatics came out. They'd be like, hey, hold on, you don't want to see me when I'm angry. Get <laughs> that right. movie now. Right. Don't you have menace to society? And it's like, man, I, we did, and it's not back, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> then they start throwing everything on the ground. That's right. And I tried. Have you tried Super Mario? <laughs> <laughs> I came across VCRs very innocently enough my second year in college, and I had a friend say, hey, man, did you know that you can rent movies that you want to see and watch them at your leisure? And I thought, oh, my God, that's the greatest thing that's ever been invented or <laughs> ever will be invented. So I run down to the nearest drugstore. There were no video stores at the time, and my local drugstore downtown had about 50 movies or so, which is laughable now, but I was so pleased, and I rented this little uh, VCR. It came in a plastic encrusted case that uh -huh. you could drop off the Empire State Building. It was <laughs> it had a briefcase handle and you could barely access the port to put in the tape and there was just a couple openings in the back to plug up your uh, RCA plugs. For those of you who remember the last century, <laughs> the first time I ever saw anything like that was in the late 70s. A friend of mine had a disc. It was uh, it looked like an LP, uh, a record mm -hmm. disc. A laser and disc. Okay. It was a laser disc, exactly. And I recall him calling out the price for that. You know, this wasn't something that the average bear could do. But then not too terribly long after that, the VHS came out with the intent of you being able to record yeah. television. That's right. When VHS was first made available to the public, it was all about recording television. Mm -hmm. It was amazing to be able to watch one program and record another program at the same time. Mm -hmm. That's really what it was all about for a while. And people forked up a lot of money. Just to be able to record something. That's Just to be so able to insane. watch The Love Boat and record Kojak at the same time. Yeah, I guess it gives you <laughs> flexibility in your days. It sure does. And it also was an amazing thing for people who worked the night shift. True. Right? Yeah. Now, television was all about about appointment viewing. So what if you worked the night shift and you couldn't watch primetime? If you're not there in front of that television, you're going to miss that show. Mm -hmm. So it was an amazing thing to be able to do that. And it was all about that. Now, what happened is the studios and the television stations who made their money off of advertising, uh, they weren't crazy about consumers being able to record television shows and movies and rewatch them. They really weren't crazy. They about it. were not crazy so about it. So not crazy that they sued. They sure did. They <laughs> sued. And this was in the mid 70s when they came out. Now, they were in the courts, I believe, for about a decade because in 1984 the Supreme Court ruled that no it is not illegal to record Kojak while you are watching The Love Boat. How in the heck could we enforce that otherwise? Exactly. There are too many people at that point had probably bought VCRs. A lot. A gazillion, I believe. Yeah, they're going to go into everyone's home and look to see what they recorded and then... That's right. One gazillion put them in jail? households. Mm -mm -mm. Now, after the Supreme Court ruled that 
you could record whatever you wanted to off the television. That's when the studios got involved and started releasing movies on VCRs. And it probably did them well. It kind of did them well. If they weren't charging (laughs) $100,000 per movie. True. $100,000, Marlo. That's a lot of money. (laughs) It's a lot of money. So some business owners got the idea that they would invest the $100,000 per movie and then just rent the movies. See, that's reasonable. That makes sense. And that's when they started the video stores. Hey, Ben. Yes, sir. Do you remember that store, Blockbuster? <laughs> I do recall Blockbusters. Absolutely. Remember that? They used to rent videos? I, I do recall. Do you have fond memories of Blockbuster, or do you have mixed memories about Blockbuster? Blockbuster, to me, was a last-case scenario. I always wanted to give my business to the mom-and-pop organizations. Sure. They had fewer rules. Less rules is more better. Mm-hmm. Well, Marlo <laughs> and I have recently watched this documentary called The Last Blockbuster, mm-hmm. and we watched it on how, Netflix. How was it, buddy? It was a pretty good documentary, pretty lighthearted. It was mostly about the Blockbuster that is still in existence in Bend, Oregon, years and years after Blockbuster gave up the ghost. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it also tells a bit about the history of Blockbuster. Now, Marlo, as I recall, Blockbuster has been around for about two or 300 years. Is that right? (laughs) Uh, Well, the first Blockbuster (laughs) came out in um, 1985. 1985? Yes. I was totally off. Very off, yeah. That's one year after the Supreme Court said, it was okay to record your television set. So when was the peak of its success? In 2004 was the peak of its success. And there were over 9,000 stores. 9,000? Every 24 hours, a new Blockbuster was being created. Holy smoke. Isn't that crazy? And there's only one now. Only one now. (laughs) Right. All those 9,000 stores just vanished. The rise and fall of Blockbuster. I know. Ben, how did the success of Blockbuster affect the mom-and-pop shop that you worked at? Just like any other business where the big boys move in, you know, Walmart Mm -hmm. put out mom-and-pop businesses, sure. Blockbuster did the very same to us. They had more movies. They could purchase more movies. They just had more money behind them. We could not compete from a financial standpoint. We just couldn't do much about that. Uh, Not only did Blockbuster have more money behind it because it had so many stores and it was selling franchises every 24 hours, but it also paid a tiny fraction for the movies compared to the mom and pops and the local video stores. The death blow came when Blockbuster made some deals with the Hollywood studios to participate in some profit sharing. Mm -hmm. So they were able to get these movies for about $5 each and they would share the revenue from the rentals with the studios. And that's way less than what mom and pops were having. The mom and pops charged. were still paying $100,000 <laughs> for per each tape. movie per tape. Per crazy. tape. It's crazy. So the local video stores just could not compete with that. And so Blockbuster effectively ran them out of business. Blockbuster even got ruthless and would buy out local video stores 
or else run them out of town. They would give them a choice. You got to go back to the old west to find that kind of treachery. <laughs> That's when Bad Bart comes to town and says, I'm taking over your farms. And they're like, no, this is my farmstead. And he's like, not anymore. Would either of you like to learn the definition of irony? I'm, 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 I happen to have the definition of irony if anyone's interested in uh, learning what, what that means. I can't say a word. I have just I'm, I'm, on the edge of my seat. I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah. <laughs> well, buckle up because here it comes the definition of irony. Irony is when Netflix comes to big old Blockbuster and offers to sell itself. To them for $50 million. <laughs> the young Netflix, when they're still just mailing discs to people around the country, and Blockbuster just gives them the hi-hat. Says, no, that's a dumb idea. That's turns kind of what they their, thought. Turns their nose. That's like 50 videos. No, we're uh -huh, not doing that. Exactly. Right. They're like, Netflix? Huh? And uh, so Blockbuster turned Netflix down. You know what? After that meeting, Netflix was walking back to the parking garage where their <laughs> where his cars parked Said, there. One of these days, and he's like, one of these days, <laughs> they're gonna pay. They're gonna pay for humiliating me in that office, telling me how silly my Netflix idea was. And well, they got their day. And they killed Blockbuster. Killed them. Killed them. Stomped on them. Dang. Stomped on them. Kicked them even. That ain't right. Murdered them. It was it was a brutal mess. Yeah. It was a big bad mess. So there you go. That's called irony, folks. And to add on Absolutely. to that irony, I mean, Netflix recently came out with the Netflix original called Blockbuster. That, about right. the last Blockbuster. That's right. That is here's ironic. a picture of your dead corpse. <laughs> exactly. Uh, tell me a little bit about that show. So it's set in 2022, and it's just about the last Blockbuster. And it's just their daily life trying to deal with being the last Blockbuster. The downside of that is that they have a modern take to it. And I think oh, that a lot oh. of the people... Yeah, yeah that, it sounds like they missed the opportunity to dip into the nostalgia. Exactly. I think, right. I, think, exactly. I think the nostalgia of that, if they could have harkened back to the days when you were a, a small child coming in and picking out you know, Jurassic Park, mm -hmm. and I think it would have been more successful. But that, you know, there you go. Yeah. They are asking us to care that they are barely still around. Mm -hmm. Characters who are trying trying to hang on to this sense of community that was mm -hmm. created when Blockbuster came out. However, I can't get this image of poor Ben sitting on the corner in the rain, mm. you know, with, with, his, <laughs> right, with his broken umbrella, <laughs> right? <laughs> with the with the uh, with the <laughs> you know sitting in front of the uh, the strip mall with the for rent sign yeah. in, on the door. That's right. So Going you out of can't business. feel too bad about them because they took something away from that community. But yeah, yeah, they done me wrong. <laughs> they, done, <laughs> they 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 did you wrong. They they That's sure right. did you wrong. Let me tell you what would have been a much better series for Netflix. In fact, Netflix, uh, listen, listen up. up. 
This is the next Netflix original. This is the next Netflix original. <laughs> it's called Ben's Video Store. That's the name of the new series. All right. I think it has potential. <laughs> Ben's excited about it. Now, this is set in the mid 90s. All right. So, where this it should have been. Where set. the series should have been set in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, this is set in the mid 90s, and Blockbuster is really creating some uh, distress for a lot of the local video stores. They're the villains. Instead of the protagonist. Blockbuster is the villain (laughs) instead of the protagonist. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. That's great. All right. It's called Ben's Video Store. Let's do the first scene. Okay, Ben, I'm going to be the manager. All right. I'm going to be both mom and pop. (laughs) Okay. All right, Ben, we just can't afford every movie that you want. So what are some of the movies that you would like here in 1994? (laughs) Well, boss, we've got to get something that the people like. You know, this Jurassic Park is flying off the shelf, and when Harry Met Sally is doing quite well, it, you know, maybe stock up on those. That's great, but they are $100,000 each, Ben. <laughs> I only have $300,000 to spend. Okay, okay, but you still have that kidney, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know Blockbuster uh-huh. is just killing right. us. They can, they're getting these movies for I don't know how they're getting them. So w- which is better, Ben? I can probably get nine old movies, right? Or right. I can get three new releases. What should we do? That's that's my choice. It is so sad that you're going to have to go with the three new releases because that's what people are going to be looking for. Marlo, this is scene two. I'm casting you as the customer coming in to get a recommendation from Ben at Ben's Video Store. Okay. Hi, I'm trying to look for an action movie. Do you have any recommendations? Yes, ma'am. Welcome to Ben's Video Store. We're so oh, glad you uh, chose thank us. You. Thank we, you. We know you have choices in video stores. We appreciate <laughs> you choosing Ben's. Uh, yeah, action movie? It's a no-brainer. Die Hard. Oh, oh, okay. Thank you. It is a fantastic movie. Bruce Willis falls off of buildings, pushes other people off of buildings, buildings blow up. It is spectacular action. Well, I'm trying to find a movie to watch with me and my boyfriend. Do you have any romance movies? You know, we absolutely do. Uh, You're probably looking for something like Die Hard. Guy Why? flies all the way. I'll tell you. Guy <laughs> flies from the other side of the nation just to be with his ex-wife for Christmas to see if they can put their broken relationship back together. Oh, okay. That sounds like something that could work. It's heartwarming. And Christmas is actually coming up soon. Do you have any holiday movies? You know, we really do. We've got a large selection of holiday movies. I think there'll be something here for everyone and something that you can particularly enjoy. Oh, great. Have you thought about watching Die Hard. Oh, no. Why? (laughs) Because it is set in and around a holiday party that gets taken over by terrorists, but it's all holiday (laughs) up until, you know, terrorists. I did not know that. Okay. A lot of people don't. Wow. I'm so (laughs) glad to have someone that, um, that knows a lot about movies. My last, um, recommendation that I need, I'm looking for something to watch with my students in class or like Mm -hmm. something that's family friendly, like some Mm -hmm. young kids. Do you have Mm -hmm. any recommendations? You know what? If I had to pick, if I had to pick one movie for that type of group, something yeah. that they would all enjoy and get into, I would have to recommend without any uh, hesitation, 
Die Hard. Oh, what? Why? Because it has everything that a kid loves. <laughs> Boom, smash, twinkle, zowie, pang, pow. There's even some yippee ki stuff in there that they're not supposed to hear. <laughs> so, you know, the kids are going to go, wow, Miss Marlowe, this is the bee's knees. Yeah, I might need to get that approved from my principal, but um, that sounds, okay, that, that sounds uh, like a good I, idea. I think the principal will love it. Isn't that right, <laughs> Mr. Mom Pop? You bet your britches it is, Ben. Benny boy. <laughs> ben, get this young lady her four copies of Die Hard and get her yes, out sir. of here. Here you are, man. Here's your four copies hold, of Die Hard. You're holding up the line. <laughs> and, uh, and please remember that Die Hard 2 is coming out soon. <laughs> now, that is a much better series than what was on Netflix, right? Yeah, Already. it is. That's way better. <laughs> I laughed. I laughed more than I did well, in the show. Well, Netflix, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You're very, 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 very welcome. Ben, let me ask you, do you remember the drive-in movie theaters growing up? Uh, with with absolutely uh, with the fondest of memories. So th- mm. Tell me about that. How did you tell me about how you went to the drive-in movie theater? In my town, not too far away, about 30, 30 minute drive, we had a drive-in, and they would show two modern movies. I saw oh gosh, so many good movies mm. there. Uh, so yeah, we thoroughly enjoyed uh, going to the drive-in movie. But man, we're kids. We've just had enough money cutting lawns and stuff, so things were tough. So unfortunately, we smuggled people in just like you. Here uh, in the in the myths and the tales of old, that's right. Well, we we absolutely did that. I would open up the trunk and I would put my friends in there. And if only one person came to the drive-through, it was like three dollars. If you had a carload, it was five. Now, in retrospect, understanding how businesses works now, I sincerely wish that I had given those folks oh the five dollars for the absolute joy that they gave me. But no, we did everything we could to undermine a fantastic thing, and I regret it now. But it was it was magic. The drive-in movie theater was the place where you could go and watch the exploitation movies and uh, horror movies, extreme violence and action films. A lot of stuff that you you couldn't see in the mainstream theaters or definitely on television. We had just a few television stations, okay, broadcast stations. They were censored for sure. Yeah. You didn't see any serious violence or hear any profanity or not like you do uh, now. Very little TV. sex, right? Yeah. If you wanted to hear someone drop an F bomb or see someone take their clothes off mm-hmm. or see someone beat someone else up to a bloody pulp, you went to the drive in movie theaters to see that sounds like a grand old time that was a big it, reason it really was. <laughs> they would cut things so badly oftentimes on television too they would put in a word that didn't even work and you'd just be thinking how stupid is this oh. this fancy guy right here fancy <laughs> you 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 mother fancy it's like <laughs> he's right, what right. <laughs> I wanted to tell you guys about another TV series I wanted to pitch to Netflix in case they didn't like the Ben's video okay. store. I'm up uh, for it. You Which is hear? insane, but okay. Right, right. Yeah, how could they not like that? <laughs> Just in case Netflix passes on Ben's video store sitcom, I have another series that I would like to pitch to Netflix. This one's a drama, mm-hmm. and let me set it up for you. Okay. It's about a married couple, and they've saved up all their money to open up a drive-in movie theater so that they could show all the violent and sexy 
and profane movies <laughs> that, the, that the community was asking for, right? <laughs> and so they opened up this drive-in movie theater and everything is fantastic for a while and the community really responds. Turns out the community wants to hear the F-bomb and they want to see people take off their clothes and they want to see people <laughs> beat each other up to a bloody pulp. Who would have thought? <laughs> it was a success. <laughs> and then the villain comes into the scene. The villain, his name is Ben. Oh, oh I that guy. <laughs> he owes me money. <laughs> and Ben, Ben is the same kid. He used to sneak in his buddies and friends to the drive-in movie theater. So this is the same kid, but he grows up and he buys Ben's video store. <laughs> bum, bum, and then Ben's the villain of that series. So okay. Ben, you're, you're not the sympathetic character who's crying at the curb in the rain because your video store got run out of town by Blockbuster anymore. Now you're yeah, the guy, bad guy. was making guy. me sick anyway with his whiny attitude. <laughs> now you're the bad guy who's, up, running, who's running the nice couple out of town and making them turn their drive-in movie theater into a soybean field. <laughs> That's how that story ends. So the culture and technology will always be replaced by new culture and new technology. One good idea is going to get replaced by another great idea. And then that idea is going to get pooped all over and get replaced <laughs> with another idea. And that idea is going to be really cool for a while until all of a sudden it is totally not cool. So I wonder right. what's going to happen after Netflix. Uh, remember that scene in uh, in the first Star Wars where they're like playing that game? And holographic little, chess? Little, that's it. Holographic no. chess is the okay. next thing. It's the next big oh. thing. Holographic. I, I, I'm with you, man. I think 3D, you know, they're, they're working on these 3D games. I will not be surprised that if fairly soon there won't be movies that you can interact inside of and, and touch things and pick yeah. up. And I'd like to think that's where it's going. And I'm particularly excited about that. It I is kind of exciting. Super, That's a good mindset uh, to have. I think they should uh, bring Smell-O-Vision back. <laughs> smell-O-Vision or Odorama. Is this some William Castle stuff? Yeah. I want to be able to smell my movies. That would be I don't really, know. Tonight on Burnt Hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Ben, it has been so much fun talking really to you did. about the subject. I'm glad you oh, were thank available. You. Thank you for giving me a call, brother. It's so good to hear from you, and it's just so great to hear from you and Marlo. Fantastic. <laughs> so, Ben, do you have any recommendations for movies now? Absolutely, brother. There has been so many movies that have come out. Fantastic stuff. Things that will take you to a place of action, wonderment, uh, romance. I, I recommend Die Hard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Ben, I think we're going to give Die Hard a try. We're going to watch it right now. And uh, we really. You will not be sorry. You will thank me. <laughs> we really, really, really appreciate that recommendation. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you so much. We will have a conversation again in the future. I believe that. That's my prediction. Yeah, I could see that. Can you, can you yeah. see that? Yeah, I could see that. Ben, uh, we're going to have you on the show again. Yes. And we will talk about something fun. And we really appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Hey, so no thing, brother. Love you guys and can't wait to talk to you again. Take care. Bye. Bye, buddy. Lunavox. That's the name we came up with.